Well, any one of us looking for a home in one of Canada's major cities uh, might have to look elsewhere unless you count yourselves among the country's richest. New analysis from ratesupermarket.ca shows that only those in the top 10 percentile, top 10 income earners, top percent of income earners, can actually afford to buy a home in a city like Vancouver, Montreal, or here in Toronto. Jacob Black is the managing editor of ratesupermarket.ca that did this analysis, and he joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Jacob, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Appreciate the time. And first of all, uh, could you give us the uh, breakdown? How exactly did you folks determine that you've got to be in the top 10 percentile of income earners to afford a major city? Thanks for that. Uh, Basically, what happened was we saw a report come out with some of the benchmark housing prices uh, right across Canada. And then because ratesupermarket.ca has some really robust mortgage affordability calculator tools on our website, I was able to plug in some information into those. So some standard uh, data about average Canadian sort of uh, debt profiles into the calculator and from that determine how much you'd actually need to earn to afford to finance that home. All right. Can we go over the the list of some of the uh, cities here, starting with uh, Vancouver, which you determine the average house price now is nearly uh, $1.5 million? That's right. So it was Zucasa.ca actually put out this list of housing prices, and then what we did was take those uh, prices and then put them into our calculator. So to purchase that house with a 25% deposit, you're going to need to earn about $240,000 a year between as a household to be able to purchase a home in Vancouver. And that's well inside the top 1% of income earners in Canada. All right. And right behind Vancouver is us here in Toronto. Give us the uh, breakdown for Toronto. That's right. Compared to Vancouver, we might think that we've got a little bit lucky. The house price is around about $873,000 is the medium single family detached home price in Toronto, and you're going to need to earn a household income of about $160,000 a year to be able to purchase that house again with that 20% uh, down payment so you avoid that mortgage insurance uh, premium. Yeah. How many folks actually do that calculation to calculate the the hard numbers? Or do most people, uh, you know, they kind of fall in love with the idea of being in a big city like uh, Toronto and Vancouver and all that it has to offer, and then uh, they get here and are learning some kind of hard lessons? Uh, I think that that's the experience for most people. I think that what our study and what this data really highlights and, and puts into context is how important it is for us to actually sit down and do up our budget and look at what we can reasonably afford and and look at our options in the market. So certainly we know that mortgage affordability is is getting worse. It's harder to buy a home in major cities and in major areas and people are having to look outside. So that's why we think it's important to draw people's attention to the tools that are available. To go online, it's important to shop for the best mortgage rate to maximise your buying capability and your purchasing power and it's important to use affordability tools and do those calculations and really understand what you can afford before you go into the market and before you start shopping. Well, this might be an eye-opener for those that live in the city of Toronto or considering with an average house price of nearly $875,000 and a household income of 160000 are required to uh, live here, according to your calculations. Uh, but, Jacob, what does this mean for the outlying areas, places like uh, Hamilton and uh, Kitchener-Waterloo? Uh, well, and w- the great news from, from the work that we did was finding that in Hamilton, for example, to your point, $630,000 is the average detached house price there and you only need to earn between the two of you 120000 Now, 
only is a, a relative uh, a term there when you compare it to 160,000. It's important to note that the median house price in Canada, uh, sorry, the median household income in Canada is a little under $90,000 for most households. Uh, but for that sort of money, you could buy a house in, you know, very easily out in Ottawa and out further out. Kitchener-Waterloo, you need to earn about $110,000 and you're going to spend about $525,000 on your house. Yeah, so is this a shifting our demographics and where people are choosing to live, to raise families, to uh, you know start their careers? Absolutely. The, the people are moving further and further out from the cities. We're seeing that urban sprawl uh, develop. We're also seeing densification, so more people moving into condos, more people moving into duplexes and apartments, and and the development of our of our city and the development of our uh, of our real estate market uh, is ongoing, and I think that that's something that people can look to. And maybe people need to start thinking about getting into that starter home, and maybe even getting into it earlier than they thought they would in life, so that they've got a good platform and a good jumping off point to go out into the market with later on. Yeah, are companies? Uh, do you know, Jacob? Are they looking to uh, locate in some of these uh, other areas as well? Because uh, you know, I would think, and maybe this is uh, something that I don't know if your survey took into account or, or if people take into account is the fact that even if you choose to live, let's say, in Hamilton, where the housing price and the household income needed is certainly a lot lower than right in downtown Toronto or the city of Toronto, if you're working in Toronto, then you've got to factor in commuting costs and your time spent on the road uh, away from family. Absolutely. And the further out you are, the more time you're going to spend in traffic. And we all know what traffic's like here in Toronto. But we are seeing a trend not only towards uh, companies moving and having satellite offices further out and outside of the major city centres, but also, you know, that rise in telecommuting, that rise in flexible work hours, people working from home, people working different hours. There's lots of opportunities for people to reassess their lifestyle to make sure that they can afford a home that really works for them and their family and doesn't interfere with their career and their life balance, their work-life balance. Yeah, is this something that our leaders, that uh, politicians need to take note of? Uh, we were just talking uh, before you come on about, uh, you know, some of the sort of cooling effect uh, they've tried to have with things like the foreign buyer's tax to uh, keep some of these prices down, particularly in a city like uh, Vancouver. Is this something that leaders uh, need to really look at and uh, understand uh, what this is doing uh, to our cities? I think that's a, that's a great conversation for, for leaders and for policy analysts to, ha- to talk about. What we do know is that we have seen more and more uh, conversations about this and we've seen things like the CMHC plans where they'll kick in 10% uh, of your down payment and and do an equity split with you so that it's easier for you to get onto that that home buyer, that home uh, ladder, that property ladder. So we know that certainly there's work going on and, and probably more that needs to be done to help Canadians get into the market. But in the meantime, what we need to draw attention to is that there are tools available. There's mortgage affordability calculators. There's online shopping for better mortgage rates. There's lots of opportunities for Canadians to really get a good sense of their budget and maximise their purchase power and go out into the market well-armed so that they're no longer at the mercy of the market.
Yeah, just finally, do you think if these prices continue to escalate in the major cities and we see more and more folks uh, deciding to uh, you know, live in suburbia, such as, uh, I guess, Hamilton, which is only 70 kilometers away, but uh, as you said, is much more reasonable when it comes to housing prices and household income needed to afford a home there. Uh, do we anticipate those prices maybe will, will start to rise as more and more people head out to areas like Hamilton or Kitchener or elsewhere? I think it's natural that anywhere demand rises, we're going to see a, a rise in pricing. And I think that that's why it's so important for people to use those tools and, and know what their budget is and, and work to get onto that property ladder when they can and, and in a way that works for them and their family. So certainly I think that we'll see uh, sort of a, a levelling off and, and we'll see more and more of that value sort of spread so that everybody's... Um, in a, in a cleaner place relative to the communities around them. All right, we'll leave it there. Jacob Black, Managing Editor of RateSupermarket.ca. Jacob, thank you so much. Appreciate the time with us. Thank you, Jeff. All right, and certainly an attention-grabbing headline, uh, the finding that uh, you're going to need to be in the top 10% of income earners if you truly want to own a home in the city of uh, Toronto.